All right, Kings, in today's episode, um, I want to talk about the five love languages and really just why we're not, talk about how and, and why we're not really taught how to use the five love languages really effectively. And so let's get into it. Do you ever feel lost like you have no clue how to make your wife happy or how to be happy yourself in your marriage? Have you ever felt hopeless that you'll have to settle for a marriage with connection, zero passion? My name is Lena Madrid, husband, marriage coach, and host of this show. In the Kings with Marines podcast, you're gonna learn how to have the marriage you want without all the cheesiness and fluff. Let's get started. So I don't know if you've ever had this experience where uh, if you've read the five love languages or um, taken part in it, taken that quiz, and let's just say that you found out your wife's love language and you're like, okay, um, I am going to give them words of affirmation. I'm going to give them maybe more physical touch, maybe more quality time. But I don't know if you've had the experience where you do all these things and still feel like sometimes you're spinning your tires. Maybe sometimes you feel like uh, nothing you do is ever enough. Enough, excuse me. Maybe you feel like um, maybe you can't help but have this expectation that um, you want to feel like you're making tangible progress. And when you do these things, you feel like maybe it's falling flat. Maybe you say, um, uh, give words of affirmation and um it's almost like they don't bat an eye at it or see anything different. Or maybe um, you, uh, I don't know, spend more quality time with them, uh, schedule out this date night. But actually, it almost feels sometimes like it's taking away from your like it's not a good maybe experience. It doesn't feel like it really improved the marriage. And so um, I want to talk about why the five love languages isn't the end all be all, um, but still why I love it. And so it's all in understanding outcomes versus vehicles to achieve those outcomes. And so most of what we're taught with the five love languages is that these five love languages, that they're kind of the end all be all. They are the target. They are the underpinnings of what really makes um, someone happy in a marriage. If you fulfill their love language, um, their primary love language is what we're taught, um, that they will be happy. And here's what happens is that maybe it works. Maybe it works for a day, two days, a week, two weeks, um, but there comes a certain point in time where the novelty, maybe, of the new experience wears off. And really what we get to is the foundation of what actually works and what actually creates tangible results long-term. And so what you need to understand is that the five love languages are great vehicles to achieve these outcomes that I'll get to and that you want to experience like uh, as far as emotions um, because that's really what we're after when we want to feel a certain way or feel happy in a marriage uh, what we're looking for is emotions and the five love languages can help you achieve those emotions but you need to understand that what we're after is not the love languages what we're after excuse me is the emotions so what are these emotions that we're trying to, to feel? Number one is safety, emotional safety. Some people call it certainty. It's the ability to 
be able to feel safe that you can talk to your spouse about the tough things to be able to set boundaries in a nice way without them taking it the completely wrong way and starting a, a painful argument. It's being able to uh, communicate your needs and wants and desires uh, in a safe place where you're not going to feel judged. Um, yeah, safety is the number one thing. And then we have a connection. And this really isn't in so much of a, uh, a specific order, but or a priority list. These are just the four emotional needs. And so um, second is emotional connection. So it's that feeling of like that shoulder to cry on. It's that friendship. It's like being that best friend for each other. And then we have um, admiration or respect. So this is about, uh, it's almost, it's almost to, to, for the fear of being overly simplistic, just feeling like your spouse respects you, your spouse puts you as a priority and thinks you're important. Um, for us guys, um, it's feeling like we are that knight in shining armor, um, feeling like we are needed, um, and yeah, and so the last one is passion. So it's that excitement, it's that novelty, it's the, um, it's in many ways. Uh, again, sex is a vehicle that can help you create some of that passion. But uh, for many couples, um, that's the main way that they achieve that level of excitement and novelty and passion in the marriage is always maybe spicing things up or uh, not just in the bedroom, but in life too. Not just um, doing the same old, you know, get home and then you put on a show, you watch the show and eat dinner and that's it. But it's just spicing things up, doing different things. Um, and being adventurous, you know, doing things that you would never do, being spontaneous. And so all of these things, these are the emotions that we are really after, after in, um, in a marriage, in relationships in general. And so instead of asking yourself, what is my primary language? What is my wife's primary language? My spouse's primary language? I want you to instead ask, what is the primary emotional need um, that I want to experience right now, that my, that my wife wants to experience right now? Um, and then use the five love languages to achieve those things. And so, um, for example, let's see, let me try to give a good example. Let's just say that you want to feel more connection in your marriage? Well, the easy ones are quality time, for sure. Um, so scheduling out more opportunities to be close and not just be in the same room, but actually connect on a deeper level. Call them, um, do things like uh, maybe gifts uh, can be a very connecting experience. If you make it meaningful and deep and you write this, uh, on this card, like this handwritten note, or you give a gift that's not so much about the extravagance of the gift, but even if it's a little inexpensive something, that's a symbol 
of um, what has happened in your past or something like that. Um, it could be a gift that allows you to have more quality time in the future, more connecting experiences. And then again, it's just, and then you can just, um, on the other, getting away from the gifts, just spending more quality time together, like I was talking about. And so that's just one way to look at the five love languages a little bit differently, um, not to get hamstrung by them, if that makes sense. And, um, and if they haven't worked for you long-term, uh, I hope to explain why. It's because it's not so much about the five love languages as much as it is about the emotional need you're trying to create. And maybe just at a certain point in time, maybe you have satisfied the emotional need after a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, who knows? Maybe that emotional, the, the tank of that emotional need is full um, and other ones need some boosting up as well. And so maybe it's just not, maybe it's not so much stepping away from that love language, meeting that love language as much, but prioritizing a different one to take your marriage to the next level. And so life and marriage is all about growth and change um, and it's okay. And that's a really great thing. And so this process of, of being married, <laughs> um, it's a process of, yeah, it's just growing together and being intentional. And this is just one way you can be intentional in your marriage. I hope it helps. But uh, all right. Hope you have a great day.